0: Brought to you by Tide. T-I-D-E. Tide. Procter & Gamble's new Wash Day Miracle. Terry Mason. The famous character created by Earl Stanley Gardner. Dramatized by Irving Bendig. Terry Mason. Defender of human rights. Champion of all those who seek justice.
1: Tide is Procter and Gamble's new wash day miracle. Tide gets clothes
2: cleaner than any soap. Hold on
0: now, Franny. There are some pretty wonderful new soaps. I know it. And some absolutely sensational new sudsing products.
3: I know that too, Bob. But I also know that Tide gets clothes cleaner than all of them.
0: Yes, and I know it too, Franny. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. That's because Procter & Gamble's Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this extraordinary cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets sheets, pillowcases, and towels whiter than any other washing product known. Keeps them white, too, week after week. Never turns them yellow. And all this goes for your whole family wash, too. So, when you choose a washing product, remember this. No soap, no other suds, no other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Procter & Gamble's Tide.
1: That is dirt out T-I-D-E, Tide.
0: So come on out. Come out with your hands behind your head. Do you hear me, Barker? Are you coming out, or do we have to come in after you? Perry Mason and Homicide Lieutenant Tragg stand on either side of the closed door, behind which they believe is the murderer Bill Barker. According to the tip given Mason by a friend, Barker must be there. And Mason and Tragg are sure that Barker is well-armed and desperate. We're going to come back to Mason and Tragg in just a few moments. But first, in the living room of the Tragg home, Tragg's wife stands beside a radio that is tuned to the police calls. Stands quietly as she hears... Calling 387-415-12. Proceed to Edmond Street. 387 415 12. Go to Edmond Street. Block all entrances and exits.
3: Barker believed hiding in store building. Barker believed ready to escape by boat from warehouse dock. River patrol and harbor police will cover dock. Lieutenant Tragg already at scene. Take orders from Tragg? Lieutenant Tragg. Norris Repeating. Calling 387 415
0: 12.
4: Police radio? Yes. Tragg made it himself so he could tune in on all the calls. He likes to listen to the police calls as if he doesn't hear enough of them during the day. It's like a, a motorman taking a ride on a streetcar on his day off. <laughs> but if likes it, I... What was you saying about Nora? Just that she finished all her eggnog oh. and that she's settled down to take a nap. Right she's going, she'll be fine. Not of bed in a couple of days. Thank you, Martha. But I'm afraid I won't be able to say the same for you. Uh-huh. Sit down, Harriet. Yeah. Well, I... Uh... And let me get you an eggnog. Oh, no. No, thanks. You can worry just as well on a full stomach as you can on an empty one. Well, uh, I learned that during the war. When I'd be without news of Dick for months at a time. Every time the doorbell would ring or the telephone, I'd worry that... Well, I couldn't go without eating forever. And I couldn't stop worrying. So I learned to worry and eat. Now, may I get you an eggnog? No, not now. Thank you. Your husband was killed, wasn't he? In 1944. We were married in 42. We really never got a chance to know each other. He went overseas right after our honeymoon. He never came back. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. I don't mind talking about it. Maybe I sort of like talking about it. It was sweet with Dick. But I never got to know him. Would you think it would be wrong for me to marry again? After five years? I should say not. Because I may. Oh, good. It's funny. You know, we are neighbors. Neighbors for how long? Is it two years? And we hardly know anything about each other. Uh But that's what I like about a city. What? Your neighbors have to take you at face value in a city. There's no gossip and no... Oh, not that I have anything to hide, of course. I heard your husband's name mentioned over the radio. Does that mean they've located that murderer, Barker? Yes, they have. And he's there, Lieutenant Tragg. Tragg's there. They're sending squad cars to help him, but... Oh, I just hope he'll wait. Oh, I'm sure he will. Stands to reason. Oh, I've got a hot-headed husband, Martha. I know him like a book. Maybe he'll start thinking that if Barker got shot trying to escape... See, my husband's a simple man. He he wouldn't like thinking of Barker getting free. Oh, I hope he takes it easy and careful, but... I'm sorry. Don't be. I'm a cop's wife. I knew what I was getting into. I suppose by now I ought to be used to it. But this is something you can't get used to. That's right. What? Get out of that chair. Walk. Do something. uh... It's always easier when you're busy, Harry. Shall we go start dinner? I know, I know it's early, and I know that you want to listen to that radio. Yes, I do. But let's go back into the kitchen for a while, just the same, and we'll start dinner. I know we'll make a big dinner, a big victory dinner for Lieutenant Tragg when he comes home. Come on, Harry. Whatever the news is, you'll hear it soon enough. I know. And in the meanwhile, let's keep busy.
0: a dingy third-floor hall in a waterfront tenement. As Perry Mason and Lieutenant Tragg stand tensely watching a door, we hear... He's not coming out, Mason. No, it doesn't look like it. Which means there's just one thing to do. Wait for the squad cars. Hold on. Tragg. He's my pigeon. I want a piece of him before the other cops get here. You got the key to the room. Let me have it, Mason. But Prague, you've got a family. You can't. do... That inside tried to murder my daughter. Do you think I'll let him get away with it? Well, how does it help for you to wind up with a hole in your head? Give me the key. I'm a big boy. Give me the key. I'll unlock the door if you're so determined. This isn't yours, Craig. Oh no. Let me see if I can work the lock and still keep out of the line of fire. See, I'm no hero. I just assume we'll be reinforcement. Unlocked? Yeah. I'll kick open the door and you stand back. I've got the gun. nobody here. That was a dumb trick jumping in. If he'd been waiting, you'd have got it. You'd have got him. Which wouldn't have helped you. I'd have been able to look your wife in the eye. Well, he wasn't here. You see that cigarette butt? It's still smoking. Well, that's a fire escape. And you let me look out. (laughs) No one down below couldn't get out if he went down. Closed at both ends. Must have gone up. Uh Oh. Two flights up to the roof. Look, Mason. You go back downstairs and tell Della... If you're dumb enough to go up that fire escape to the roof, I'm going with you. Well, suit yourself. But I'm going first. first. All right, come on, I'll help you. Now I know what a slave pigeon feels like. Uh, Nobody's shot at us yet. I don't think anyone will. Huh? I don't think Barker will shoot unless he has to. I wish I felt that way. He doesn't want to stand and fight. He wants to run gets to the river before he's cut off. Maybe he stands a chance. We're at the roof. Mm-hmm. I'm going over. Come on. Ah. Well, there's no sign of him. Well, he might be anywhere. A dozen roof entrances. might be behind any one of them. we are gone. Better find out. Look, track, don't push your luck. The squad cars ought to be here any minute. I want him first, Mason. Don't you understand? I want him first. Did uh, someone move over there? Some clothes hanging up on the next roof. Well, let's have a look. Well, uh, now we'll find out. This horse is his hand. Uh-huh. The boys will have the place surrounded in a minute. I think he's behind that clothesline. You hear those sirens, Barker? Then you know you haven't got a prayer. The street's full of police, Parker, And the river's full of harbor police. Don't be a sucker. Give up. Yeah, that'll be the boys down below finding out what's up right from Della. Barker, don't be a fool. Give up. Trag, there he is. Huh? To the left, behind those chimney Parker, Barker. He's gonna run. Don't be a fool, Barker. Well, there's your answer. Throw that gun away, Barker, and put your hands up. The place is alive with cops. Watch it, Mason. Right. have to jump here. Tragg's making it to the other end. Yeah, by the warehouse. We'd have him trapped by the warehouse. He's mine, remember. He missed again. He's jittery, scared. He'd never miss twice. Draw down your gun before I start shooting, Barker. Tragg, Trag, Craig, what is it? It's my leg. My leg. I can't get him. They'll have him before I get him. Try, give me your gun. You're no, not a cop. Ah, he might get away. There's give me, me your gun. He's of all the luck. And I wanted to get him myself. Where is he now? He's behind the shed. try give me your gun. I... All right, Here. Don't let him get away, Mason. Don't let him get away. I won't. And don't be afraid to use that gun. You're my deputy, Mason. So don't worry about using that gun. Just worry
1: about Barker getting away.
0: So Bill Barker makes his bid for freedom. And Perry Mason takes action to see that a murderer doesn't escape. Join us tomorrow, won't you? With so many really good washing products being used, a woman has to be given a mighty good reason before she'll switch to a new one. Well, we think we can give you the best reason in the world for changing to Tide. Listen, Procter & Gamble's Tide will get your clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. Tide leaves clothes free from dirt and more. Tide removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens soap dull colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets white things whiter than any other washing product known. So try Tide. Watch those suds billow up. Notice how different they look and feel. And see your family wash at its cleanest best. No soap. No other suds. No other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide.
4: Tide gets clothes cleaner than all of them. T-I-D-E Tide. Oh.
0: Mason, the famous character created by Earl Stanley Gardner, is brought to you by Tide, Proctor and Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family wash. Try Tide yourself, and you too will agree you've never used anything like it.
3: Harry Mason, brought to you by Tide, T-I-D-E,
0: Tide, Procter & Gamble's new wash Day miracle. Harry Mason, the famous character created by Earl Stanley Gardner, dramatized by Irving Vendig. Harry Mason, defender of human rights, champion of all those who seek justice.
3: Jack Miracle. Tide, gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Whoa, slow down, Franny. That sounds mighty good. But it'd sound even better if you'd say something about Tide and those new sudsing discoveries.
1: Okay, Ted, listen to this. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known.
3: Music to my ears, Franny. And so true. Yes, Procter & Gamble's Tide. ...gets clothes cleaner
0: than any other known product made for washing clothes. You see, Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt... ...it removes dingy soap film, too. Yet with all its amazing cleaning power... ...Tide is truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap dull colors. And in
3: hardest water, Tide gets sheets, towels, curtains... ...whiter than any other washing product known. Sound almost too good to be true? Maybe so... But lady, it is true. no soap, no other suds, no other washing product known
0: will get your clothes as clean as Procter and Gamble's amazing tide! Hovering between life and death on a small park there in police hospital. Her lawyer, Perry Mason, is moving quickly to prove her innocence of the murder of Sid Samarino. How? Well, by showing the actual murderer to be Sergeant Bill Barker, who Mason also believes did his best to murder Nora, make his crime appear a suicide. What does Mason intend to do? He knows Barker is superstitious, and he intends to make use of this weakness to soften Barker up. And then, then Mason intends to hold a fake séance with Harriet Tragg, Nora's mother, in charge, and here he hopes to get a complete confession. An unusual way of trapping a murderer, isn't it? Well, now it's about an hour after the close of yesterday's episode, but just about noon, as Mason returns to his office. No word from Paul Drake yet. Yep. No. Get hold of his office, I uh, Never mind.
5: Impatient, Chief? Yes, very. Oh, you know, it's only been a few hours. Maybe it isn't easy to find some nice, damp, moldy-smelling
3: clay.
5: Uh, <laughs> Here's some nice memo from Jackson and Oh,
3: no. Well, they have to be answered. Well, they don't have to be answered now. I'm not in no. the Oh, don't be so disgruntled. You can't be haunting Bill Barker every minute. Well, I'd like to be. But that's the way I'm going to get Nora off. I know. And I want to get her off, Della, before she regains consciousness.
0: For her mother's sake, more than Nora's, I think. Oh, yeah, that's funny they girl get herself in a jam and... Oh, yeah, she's sorry. She, she suffers, but... It's nothing compared with the sorrow and suffering of her parents, I... Oh, stop it,
3: Nick. But remind me to never philosophize before lunch again, hmm? Huh? All right, let's have a look at Jackson's memo. Oh!
1: <laughs> Saved by the bell. i
3: in, Paul. Oh, Harry. Hi, you gorgeous secretary, you. Hi, Paul. Oh, boy, did you hand me a job. Did you got the clay? No. You mean to tell me you're... I got something better. Hey, give me a cigarette, somebody. I don't have any. Look, I don't want something better, Paul. I want clay. I thought I made it clear that I wanted clay. The
5: chief is in a bad mood today, Paul. Oh. Here, have
3: one of my cigarettes. You don't have to tell me he's in a bad mood. Well, it's for fate worse than death, but I'll smoke one of your cigarettes.
5: Oh, you I mean it's a fate better than buying your
3: own. <laughs> Thanks. you'll be the happiest little lawyer in the world when you see what I've got for you, Perry. Mm. Right here in this leather case. Oh. I'll put it on your desk. You see, the trouble with you, Mr. Mason, is you do things the hard way. Never mind the pitchman speech. You want the smell of good, moldy clay, so what do you ask for? Clay. Exactly, Miss Street. So what should I have asked for? Roses? Oh, we live in a scientific age, Perry. You want to build a bridge, you go to a construction engineer. Right? I don't want to build a bridge. But you do want the smell of clay. Mm. So, to cut a long story short, I'll tell you where you get it. From an odor engineer. What? An odor engineer? Exactly. Nowadays, they can duplicate practically any odor known to man, and a few that aren't. Let me demonstrate. Now, in this test tube, I have... uh, Mr. Mason, don't crowd me, please. Give me a chance to unscrew the top. Will you stop clowning? There. There we have it. Now the cap is off. Uh, Will you sniff this, Mr. Mason, and tell your lovely secretary, with whom I am madly in love, what you smell? Mm. Docks, smells, boats, tar, ropes, salt water mm-hmm. Right, right the first time Now, Della, I'm going to try you Yeah? No, no, no. don't back away Just sniff what I have in this tube What is it, Paul? Won't hurt you, sniff
5: Oh, Paul How can you do this to me? Oh. She recognizes oh, it Just before lunchtime, too Oh, what is it, Baggage? Oh Steak, Steak. Hey. Mmm, perfectly broiled steak. The kind I always order and never get a chance to eat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. Well, look, we're convinced about your order, engineer. He's a great guy. But wait, I... Sp- wait, wait, wait. I haven't come up with a flash finish. Give me a chance, will you? Now, ladies and gentlemen of the Perry Mason office, oh. I hold in my hand a third container. Would anyone care... Here, here, let me smell it. You're spoiling my act. Oh. All right, go ahead. Here you are. Mmm. Moldy enough clay enough? Sniff this, Stella.
5: No, I'll stay with the steak odor. Oh, well. Oh. No like huh? No, oh, definitely not. I...
3: Oh, it gives me the shivers, Paul.
4: Oh, that awful smell.
3: Oh, nothing but a clay smell. Nothing, but it smells like a fresh tomb. So you like my the... odor engineer, huh, Perry? I'll buy him. How do you think Barker will like it? I don't know, but I can guess. Well, now we have to give Barker's apartment a those of this. All done. What? I was so sure of my ground, uh, rather my clay smell, that I'm afraid I broke and entered Sergeant Barker's apartment. Why, Paul! Oh, no burglary. Mm-hmm. No, I left something. On the walls, on the woodwork, in the closets. As a matter of fact, the whole place smells like a nice, fresh grave. Well, Paul, I Just... take back all the mean things I've been thinking about you. Oh, thanks. I'd rather have a bonus. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to have a periscope over that transom when Barker gets home.
5: <laughs> Why, he sounds almost good-natured Oh, <laughs> yes, well,
3: I've been
0: good-natured all the time.
3: Oh. Just as I've been anxious to get started haunting Barker. Now that the thing is started... Uh, what was in that second bottle? That one you smelled,
5: Bella? Steak smell. Good steak. No hamburgers. Why?
3: Oh, nothing. No. Only just to show you that my heart is in the right place, if you like. I'll take you out and buy you a lunch to go with that smell.
5: If I like. Come on, Paul. Let's get started before he changes his mind.
0: A couple of hours later, on the back stairs of the apartment house on the west side, we hear... What's that? Whistling. Just a kid whistling downstairs. You're not nervous, are you, Danny? Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, why not?
0: What have you to be nervous about?
1: Huh. As if you didn't know. What do you think Joe Loggett would do to me if he
0: If he knew you were a stool pigeon for me? He wouldn't do anything, Dotty. Not a thing. Sergeant Parker. As long as you play ball with the right side, Dotty, you've nothing at all to worry about. Huh. Wait till I get my keys.
1: Oh, I'll be glad to sit down. Oh, my feet. You won't believe it, but I've been trying to save enough money to get a good pair of shoes for almost a year. Almost had enough once. I don't know why I had to get up this afternoon to come over here and report on Joe. You know more about what happens at the Rumble Palace than I do. Don't talk so much. Go on in. Oh, I could use that sleep. I work until four in the morning. Sometimes five.
0: What's the minute.
1: Nothing. It's kind of close in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it, it'll be better when you open the window. Huh.
0: There's an exhaust fan. I'll turn on the exhaust fan.
1: Yeah, you do that. Uh, hey, could I have a drink?
0: In the bar, right next to the radio.
1: Thanks. It's worse over here. Over where? Here, here, by the bar. This is Sid's bar, isn't it? Was. That's what I mean. Was. Why do you think the smell should be stronger right Mr. to Sid's bar? How would I know?
0: I'll open it. Of course, a drink. Here's a glass.
1: Give him the glass, now. I
0: like to burn incense. Hold your glass. I'll pour you drink. Here. One for me. Hey.
1: Don't say it. Your hand's shaking. You're scared you? as <laughs> me. Well,
0: the smell?
1: You smell like that. You know, even with the windows open even with the fan going, it's getting worse. You think it would clear out with the windows open and the fan going? But I don't guess that kind of smell ever works like other smells. What kind of smell? You know it as well as I do. What kind of smell? Hey, don't make me say it. I want to know.
0: Okay. Okay. All
1: right. It's Dead smell. Kind of smell there is after people have passed away. You recognize it too, I can tell by looking in your eyes. You recognize it. Hey, Sergeant, you think no because Sid's bad. I don't think it is a thing. You shut
0: up about it. Barker pretends to be angry, he does his best to work himself into a rage, a rage that will rid him of the sick, superstitious fear that fills his being. Well, Smith, but if you may have read the sergeant correctly, it may be that your first attempt to soften Barker up is working. It also may be that you are in for a surprise. We shall learn in tomorrow's exciting episode. Won't you join us? Well, miracles do happen, and Tide is the miracle that happens in your dishpan. Procter & Gamble's Tide washes dishes cleaner than any soap known. Yes, and Tide cuts grease better than any soap. Just think, you get no scum in the water when you wash your dishes with Tide. No greasy ring round the pan. No cloudy film on dishes and glasses. That's why they rinse and dry sparkling clear, even if you don't wipe them at all. Honestly, the minute you use Tide... You'll know you've found a completely new product. Why Tide makes a different kind of suds, richer, faster suds, suds that are kind to your hands. And lady, in hard water, Tide is a dream come true. Tide works up oceans of rich instant suds, even in hardest water. And Tide, well, you really have to see it to believe it. So try Tide in your dishpan today.
1: Tide. am out just cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Tide gets thicker, cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-U, Tide.
3: Perry Mason, the
0: famous character created by Earl Stanley Gardner, is brought to you by Tide. Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family wash. Try Tide yourself, and you'll agree you've never used anything like it. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. It's late afternoon, immediately after the close of our last episode, as Tony Fasina opens the back door of Gordon Weber's automobile, snaps a leash on the collar of a small brown and white dog, then starts in pursuit of Kate Beekman. More of Tony and Kate in a few moments. First, many blocks away as Perry Mason and his secretary leave the civil court building. Hurry, Ellen.
5: Why? Oh, in a hurry to find out if Kate Beekman phoned Gertie.
0: But, oh. Oh, more important, I'm in a hurry now because Counselor Milliken is ready to offer us a settlement.
5: How do you know?
0: The look in his eyes. And he'll make a better offer if he has to wait until tomorrow. Hey,
5: Perry. Oh, there's Paul Drake. Mm, I see him. Hey, Perry.
0: Keep going, Della, around the corner. Well, but, but Paul... Paul will follow us, and I don't want to see Milliken now. Ah, there, now. We've left Milliken behind.
5: You almost left me behind. And Paul...
0: Hello, beautiful. Hey, what's the big idea, Perry?
5: We didn't want to see a man. Me? <laughs> ah, just
0: kidding. I know you want to see me. For about one minute, if you have something to report. We ought to give this a thorough going over, Perry. Paul. It's in reference to Ed Beekman's daughter. Well? What do you mean, well? Give me time to tell you the whole picture. Paul, look, Ed is my friend, and I'll do what I can to help his daughter. But I have other things to attend to also. Now, I'll give it to you fast. Two of the guys who alibied Gordy Weber out of town. Chances are Gordy sent him. Well, at least one. One called Junior. It'd be hard to break Junior's story, so I can try to find the other two, which will be tough without police cooperation. Or I can bear down on Junior. Can you break his story? Eh, uh, you never know. So what do you think? Mm, I'd say 50-50, if I really go after him. You'd have to move out into the open. Which will tip off Gordy. Which won't matter if I break Junior's story. If. Don't do it. Whatever you say. I think you're right. Even though you have adopted Kate. No, I haven't adopted her, but I have done about all I can do without adopting her. She's been warned, we've done all we can, and if we keep on interfering, there's a chance we'll stir up real trouble. Okay, I'll drop it. No, no, not at all. Well, why not? You can keep an eye on her when she comes to work for you.
2: How did you know she was going to work for us?
0: Well, Gertie said... Did
2: that... Kate phone Gertie?
0: Hmm? Not that I know of. I saw Gertie early this afternoon. Didn't she take the job? Not yet. No, see you, Paul. Hey, wait a minute. How come well, you... Well, ask say- Della tomorrow, William. I just wanted to know. I don't want to see Milliken. Come on, Della, let's go. Meanwhile, as Kate Beekman walks in the park near her home, she notices a smartly dressed young woman coming toward her. And then Kate frowns, puzzled. As she looks at the small brown dog, the smartly-dressed young woman is leading.
6: Hello. Forgive me for speaking, but the way you looked at my dog... Why, oh, I, I thought I'd seen it before.
2: Uh-huh. he wants to make friends. <laughs> Hello, little doggy.
6: Can I pet him? Of course. Oh, well, maybe you can tell me. Uh... You live around here? Oh, yes. I, I... I lost the address. I want to find Kate Beekman. I... I'm Kate Beekman. You're looking for me? So you're... Oh, uh-huh. well, I'm Antonia Fasina. No wonder the dog looks familiar. You have seen him. What? And he isn't mine now. He's yours. I was bringing him to you. What? Oh, is this... The dog Gordy Weber almost ran over. Gordy asked me to bring him to you. Gordy? I
2: don't understand. You can tell Mr. Weber for me that I... Oh, Kate, isn't that cute? He wants you to pet him. Gordy said. I don't care what Mr. Weber says, and I won't accept anything from him.
6: Then you don't like Skipper? Oh, well, Skipper thinks you're angry with him I'm not angry,
2: I I, I just oh. Come here, little dog <laughs> He's just as nice and clean as you can see Gordy gave him a
6: bath Gordy? Yes, can you imagine? No Kate, I know you're mad at Gordy But I haven't done anything to you And, and Skipper hasn't hurt you So won't you listen Do you talk about Gordy? You're a friend of his? Not a close friend. I play piano in a nightclub. Gordy helped me get a job once, so when he told me what happened and asked me to bring Skipper to you, well, I didn't want to intrude, but after what Gordy did for me, well, I I owe him a favor. What did he tell you? All of it, I guess. About his new nightclub, how he offered you a job in it, and, and how you were riding in his car when he almost ran over Skipper. Oh, a skip is cold. Uh, l- let's walk while we talk. Why? Because, Kate, I promised Gordy I'd explain. There are some things that can't be explained. All I'm asking is for you to listen. I know things about Gordy that you don't know.
2: I know everything I need to.
6: Maybe. But uh, we can all make mistakes. Yes. There is something I know Gordy's shy. Shy, yes, around people like you, it it makes him act overbearing at times, and sometimes it makes him do things to show off, like, like well, Gordy's an expert driver. Did
2: he ever tell you he used to uh, race stock cars? No.
6: Well, he did. He can handle a car like, well, like a dancer can handle her body. He knew he wasn't going to run over Skipper. He was only showing off. Of course, he was wrong, and he's sorry. We all
2: make mistakes. Now, wait a minute. You say. Gordy went back and... and found the little dog? Yeah, yeah. This is the same little dog he almost... He does look the same. I thought he had more white on his coat, oh, but...
6: Skippy's the one. Gordy spent all that night looking for him. Why did he? Can't you guess? Gordy knew if he phoned you, you wouldn't talk to him. If he stopped you on the street, you'd turn away. Oh, and now he thinks... Honey, all he wants is for you to have Skipper. And for me to tell you the truth. And... He just wanted you to hear the truth. Even if you don't believe it. Don't worry, Kate. We'll never see Gordy again. What? He's going away.
2: Well, what about the nightclub?
6: He's giving it up. Why? Mm, it's the way he is. What happened when... Well, what happened between you, it, uh, it broke him up. I don't believe Let this. me tell you something. I won't listen to any What's more. What's the matter, Kate? You afraid? Afraid to hear the truth? Gordy fought his way up from the bottom. And it was a tough fight. But hard as it was, Gordy was never too busy or too broke to give somebody a hand. Now this is Gordy's chance to get someplace. It's the only break the poor little guy ever had. But he's throwing it away. Kicking it out the window because... Well, you're a woman. I don't have to tell you why. I... I suppose you want me to call him and... and I don't want you to do anything. Gordy doesn't expect anything. Giving Skipper is his way of saying you're sorry. But, since you don't want him, well, well, we're out of the park now. Come on, Skipper, we'll walk to the corner and grab a taxi. Tough, Skipper. I thought I was finding you a good home, but... Well, those are the brakes, Skipper. You just didn't get them. Why do you say that? Mm, now I'll have to get rid of him. Why? Gordy's going away. And, uh, they won't let me keep pets in my apartment. What... What do you do with him? Oh, give him away. Turn him over to the Animal Society if I can't find any takers. I didn't think I'd have any trouble, but... Uh, now...
2: Uh...
6: Come on, Skippy. <laughs> oh. He doesn't want to leave you. <laughs> He's a sweet little boy. are just Skipper? <laughs> Gordy should have asked me before. Well, how could he, Would you speak to him? No, but... And besides, he was sure you'd like to have Skipper. <laughs> you can bet Skipper would like to have you. <laughs>
2: I want him, to, Oh, well, Kate! He's uh, so cute. I I, oh, I hate to think of you giving him away to, to, to just anybody. Well, there's something else you
6: ought to say, Kate. It was mighty thoughtful of Gordy to send him to you. It's up to you, honey, but uh, you might tell him thanks. Oh, I don't mean personally. You just phone and say thanks and goodbye. His train leaves in a couple of hours. But uh, that's up to you, honey. If you think the guy has earned it, thank you. Well... Uh, It's up to you. I'll uh, tell you goodbye, Kate. You too, Skipper. (laughs) look, Katie. Loves you best already. Goodbye, Skipper. Bye, Kate.
0: Kate Beekman refused Gordy's offer of a job because she felt that Gordy is cruel. Now Gordy is doing his clever best to change Kate's mind. What do you think will happen now? You'll join us tomorrow, won't you? It's late afternoon, a few minutes after the close of our last episode, as Audrey Beekman hears someone at her front door goes curiously to see.
2: (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) Kay. I've got my key, Ma. What were you laughing at? Well. Hello, Ma. This is Skipper. Skipper, this is Ma. Well, I'm glad to know you, Skipper. (laughs) Look at him wag his tail. He's glad to know you, too. He doesn't have much to say. Mind your manners. Skippy. That's better. <laughs> oh my, isn't he cute? Mm-hmm. So dizzy. Oh my, he, he likes you. He's wagging his tail. You want to take your leash off, Skipper? He's just as, as clean as he can be, and and very well behaved, aren't you, Skippy? <laughs> See, he only speaks when he's spoken to. <laughs> Oh, he he usually just speaks when he <laughs> Oh, he is cute. Oh, watch him, Kate. Well, he's exploring. In the kitchen, I put ground meat down on the chair when I heard you. Oh, oh Skipper. No, no. Grab it, Katie. Oh, honey, take it off the Look, chair before. Look, Ma. He stopped. And I told oh, him. Yeah, but all the same. Oh, I... he is well trained. Oh, just the same, I'm going to move temptation out of his way. <laughs> Kate. <laughs> I see him. He's sitting up. Sitting up and begging. Oh, look. Now, <laughs> oh, that isn't the cutest thing. Sitting up like a little soldier. Oh, he's a good little dog. Oh, you're going to give him some? Just a bite. Here's Kippy. Look, he likes it. <laughs> See how polite. <laughs> he says, thank you. Ah? Uh, that's all, mister. I've got to feed a family. Where'd you get him, Kay? Uh, somebody gave him to me. Who? Well, I. Somebody you don't know, Ma. Well, is it a secret? In a way. Does it matter, Ma? We'll keep him, won't we? Can't we keep him, Ma? Now, wait a minute, honey. Not so fast. He is clean and and well-trained and smart. He's real smart. We'll we'll have to think about it, honey. Your father... I likes dogs, (laughs) And he'll like Skipper. You wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) He's rolling over. Showing off. Knows we're talking about it. Do you see what he's looking at? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The ground meat <laughs> won't do him any good. Maybe he's thirsty. I'll give him a bowl of milk. Oh, not milk, honey. I need it all for the pudding. Okay. I'll give him some water. You know something, honey? He really is awfully cute. <laughs> you like him, don't you, Mom? Oh, sure, honey. Oh, he was thirsty. Can we keep him? Ma. Well, I guess we can figure out a way. If it's all right with your father. It won't be any trouble. He can sleep on the back stoop. There's nothing to figure out. Except the price of ground meat. Oh, oh, don't worry. We can afford it. Your pa has his raise. Ma, I'll be starting to work. Mm. Right away, Ma. For Mr. Mason? Well, maybe. I could make more if I had a job dancing. I could make enough money so we could save. I thought so. Don't start thinking like that. What? You get a job where you'll learn something and be safe. If you don't make so much money, well, you let Ed and me worry about it. All right, Ma. Only, well, if I got a job making a lot of money, I could go back to school quicker. Mm Mm-hmm. And if I could help you and Pa, are you mad because I want to help? Mad? Oh, Katie. <laughs> mm. oh, Skip is looking at the meat again. Well, at least I can take care of him. Where are you going? Down to the corner. I'll get some dog food. Rip, rip, <laughs> <laughs> He knows what I said. Oh, will it be okay if I ask Mr. Heppelman to put it on our bill? Oh, sure. Oh, thanks, Ma. As soon as I start work, I'll buy his food myself. Kate. Okay, baby. You buy his food, but please... Don't be in a hurry. About Mr. Mason's job? Any job. And, Kate, that job with Mr. Mason, well, don't turn it down in a hurry because you think it won't pay enough. And don't worry about Skipper. I'm glad you got him. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. He'll be company for me. Such a mysterious little dog. Ma. Now, I didn't ask you where he came from. I never look a gift dog in the mouth. (laughs) And besides, I like him. So, thank your mysterious friend for me, hmm? Thank... Oh, gosh, I, I didn't even thank him. That's well, it's not very good manners. Go ahead, use the phone. Oh, well, maybe later, I, I guess. You mean, um, you want a phone from the corner so your mother won't hear? Ma, you aren't hurt or worried, are you? Because this is a secret? Hurt? Hmm. No, no, I guess not. Although when you were little, well, you aren't little anymore. And as for being bothered, no, no, not as long as you say it's all right. It is, Ma, really. I I just... I'll tell you all about it sometime, but it is okay. You sure, honey? Sure. I'll be back in a minute, Ma. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, many blocks away, in Gordy Weber's apartment, Tony. Well, how'd you come out? Did you? Did Kate? Uh...
6: Yeah, yeah, she took the dog, Gordy.
0: Oh, good. She liked it, huh?
6: Very much. You want to fix me a drink, huh? Yeah,
0: fix it yourself. I knew she'd like it. Kate's the kind of girl who likes dogs.
6: Yeah.
2: She's pretty.
0: Do you think she's pretty? Sure, sure, sweet kid. Kind of a kid who falls for dogs and sob stories. You told Kate the story just the way I lined it up for you, didn't you? Gordy. Yeah.
6: Buy me a dog. What? Will, will you? I, I, I never knew how cute they oh, are. Tony, will well, you? Well, it wouldn't hurt you sometimes. I'm
0: trying to find out something. You give me this business okay, about... Okay,
6: Gordy, I'll report. I gave her the dog, told her what you said to tell her. And that's all. Well,
0: was she glad, happy about it? Is she going to phone me? How do I know? How do you... What's got into you, Tony? I'll tell you
6: what. You're putting something over. Sure. On me. Such as? Saying we don't get the nightclub if she doesn't work for you. Saying J.T. is going to be burned up if... Maybe that's her. Well,
0: that's got to be, Tony. It's got to be. And i got to play this right. Hello?
2: Mr. Weather, this is... Yeah,
0: Kate? Ah, oh, Kate, thanks for calling.
2: I... I want to say thank you for Skippy.
0: Well, you're welcome. But I'm the one to say thanks. Thanks for giving me a chance to say goodbye.
2: Then you... You're really leaving. Miss Fasina
0: said... Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Kate, I didn't try to see you myself. I won't try to now either. I know how you feel, but... I know, I guess I can't ever square it with you. But I, I tried to make it up a little bit. I, uh I hope you like Skippy. I do. He he's some dog, huh? <laughs> well, uh my my train leaves him ask and tonight. What about I'll the Shut job, up, will you? shut up? Uh my uh my bags are all packed. I'm uh Look, Kate, I swore I wouldn't ask you, but now I'm talking to you. Would you would you come see me off? Why? Look, I'll I'll understand if you don't want it, but it'll mean a lot to me, Kate. you you know, it'll be okay. There's thousands of people in Grand Terminal. I'll uh, I'll be saying goodbye to a lot of things, Kate, but not one of those people will be saying goodbye to me. Look, I'll take a minute to wish me Godspeed, huh? All right. I'll be waiting in front of the information booth. I won't tell you goodbye now. i see you, Katie. You're putting something over, huh? Lying about J.T., huh? Look on the desk. Huh? Look on the desk. Train tickets. Train yeah, tickets? Yeah, yeah, train tickets. And look at this.
6: Suitcases. I'll oh, pick one up.
0: Go ahead, pick one up.
6: Uh, hey, what have you got in here?
0: I'll show you what's in them. These drawers are empty. The closet's empty.
6: You packed your clothes? Yeah, yeah. Why?
0: Because I meant every word I said to you. Tony, Kate Bigman's going to take that job or I'm going to take the train. Gordy... This is for keeps, Tony. Now call downstairs and get me a cab. What do you think is going to happen when Kate meets Gordy? We're going to learn whether or not Gordy takes that train... We'll learn tomorrow, so by all means, join us, won't you? <laughs> for the first time, finds himself in what appears to be a hopeless position. He doesn't even know half the evidence the police may have developed against Martha Harold Smith and her new husband in the matter of the murder of Wilfred Palmer a Blackmailer. But he does know it must be plenty, or they would never have been arrested and held on suspicion of murder. Now, Mason believes both Martha and her husband innocent. But it looks like more than belief will be necessary to get them out of jail. Accordingly, Mason feels that the first step in the chain necessary to establish their innocence is to find other victims of Wilfred's blackmail racket. Somewhere in the city, there must be someone who can give him the information he seeks. But it's a big city. Now, as Mason brings the office car to a stop, we well, end of the line, Della. Uh
5: huh. Get out. Uh, just a minute, please. For what? My coat's stuck.
7: Hmm.
5: Where? There, it is. Oh. Have to take good care of this coat. Looks like it's going to be a long, cold winter. Open the door. Ooh. When I said a long, cold winter, I meant it. started early. Hmm. Oh. You haven't said how you like my new coat.
0: All right, let's get around the corner and into that apartment building.
5: You didn't answer
0: me. About what, though?
5: About my new coat. Don't you like it? Fine. Thanks. You knew how many payments I made before it was mine, all mine.
7: It's a very nice fur.
5: That's better. Only,
7: uh, I don't think I recognize it.
5: Well, as long as it looks all right, it doesn't matter what it's called. No, it
0: certainly doesn't, doesn't. And it looks fine on you.
5: Nice and warm. Well, good. Oh,
0: did you remember to cancel those reservations at the honeymoon?
5: Harry Mason, what kind of a secretary do you think I am?
0: <laughs> Someday I'll tell you.
5: I just lived for that day. All right, here we are. You were we going to walk right in.
0: If the door is on latch. And the door was on latch.
5: Ah. We've had a break, Della. Hmm. Well. Wilfred certainly did all right for himself, didn't he?
0: mm we? well, come on. Never mind the interior decoration.
5: What's
0: that? I just as soon not run into Mrs. Power. Who? The building manager.
7: Oh. I'd
0: like to speak to the maid if we can find her without any help. Which way do we go? Well, the stairway's across the lobby right next to the elevator, okay?
5: Stairway, here we come. If I don't get bogged down in the carpet. Oh, isn't that nice? Now, why can't I live in an apartment building like this?
0: <laughs> Try blackmailing. I understand it pays very well.
5: While it pays. Yes,
0: there's that.
5: I don't think i look very pretty with a knife sticking in. Them. Well, that's
0: blackmailing out as a career. <laughs> oh, up these stairs.
5: I'm right. I knew it was a staircase the moment I saw it.
0: Very important staircase, too. Oh? The one Martha used trying to get to Wilford's apartment. Oh. Right here is where the police found her glove. <sighs> If
5: Only she hadn't been wearing gloves. Mm.
0: You mean the family she'd kept them on? You
5: no, know, you should think there'd be a policeman around here. Why? Well, because, well, They've
0: it. been all over the apartment, questioning everyone in the building. Mm. Stop trying to think for the police, Bella. Oh, me? Yeah.
5: Oh. <gasps> they don't, geez, isn't it is. not
0: it? Sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Yes, it does. On the other side of the door. Wow, are we going to have another break?
5: Shall I open the door and see? Yes,
0: yeah. Go ahead. Good morning. What
5: would you say?
0: I said good morning.
5: Oh. Is your name Agnes? That's right. And you're the people checking into the... Well, if you're checking,
7: why'd you come up the stairs? Well, we were just... Well, the... how'd you know my name? Well, we were looking for you, Agnes. Well, I'm going to yell for the manager, Mrs. Pollard. No, wait,
0: Agnes, don't. We want to help someone.
7: Oh, cops are reporting. No, us. neither. Well, whatever you are, get along. I, I've i said all I have to say about the murder. Agnes. Go on, leave me alone. Mrs. Powell will be on my neck. Agnes. I can't hear you, so you might as well beat it. Hey, what do you mean turning this off?
0: I want to talk to
7: you. It wasn't bad enough before he was murdered. But now Mrs. Powell will Well, be fit to be tied. And who did she take it out on?
0: Agnes, you cleaned Mr. Peel's apartment.
7: Well, he all the rest on this floor to take maid service. But if you have any idea that I... No, I haven't. And anyway, I see by the papers that the police have the woman who killed them. The woman in the tan
5: coat. So why pester me when I have two checkers... That's the point, Agnes. The woman in the tan coat happens to be innocent. We need your help in proving her innocence.
7: Well, what's it to you? Well, he's her
5: lawyer, and all Mr. Mason wants to do is just... Mason. Help. Oh, that's right. I, I read about you. Harry Mason?
0: How do you do, Agnes? Now...
5: Oh, say, uh,
7: well, you're the lawyer who got the policeman's daughter off. What was her name? Nora Trag, wasn't she it? She was innocent, too. Oh, I know. I saw the pictures in the tabloid. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Mason. Oh, thank you, Agnes.
0: Now, uh, will you help
7: us? Oh, sure, anything at all. Unless Mrs. Power catches up with me. But I have told everything I know.
0: Well, it's just possible that you know more than you yourself realize. What does that mean? Well, for example, how long have you been taking care of Palmer's, or I mean, Peel's apartment?
7: Well, I, I haven't lately, not since almost a month before he was murdered.
0: But you used to clean it.
7: Oh, every Sunday. Oh, what a pain in the neck that was. He had to have it cleaned on Sunday. Well, not even on the Lord's Day would he let me rest.
0: Only one day a week?
7: Oh, that was him. He only let me in on Sundays while he was in the room.
0: Oh, yes. She... Uh, Della, give me that picture. Here you are. Agnes,
7: did you ever see this woman? Let me see. Nice looking, isn't she? We think hell. So. Did you ever see her, Agnes? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, wait, Della. Don't get excited. Is she the one they've got down in the jail? Yes. Don't look to me like she'd kill anyone.
0: She wouldn't. And she didn't.
7: Here's a picture. Thank you. I wish I could help you, Mr. Mason, and that girl in the picture, but...
0: But you have already.
7: Huh? How? Agnes,
0: I understand that Mr. Palmer, or Peel, had the lock changed on his door.
7: Well, that's right. About three weeks before he got his. You know why? Well, because I told him I was going to get a substitute to clean his room on Sundays, and he got all excited and sore on his lock change.
0: Oh? How did you happen to look for a substitute?
7: Oh, I didn't look for it. He looked for me... Oh, Mr. Mason, do you... No, no,
0: let's not jump to any conclusions at all. Tell me, how did you get in touch with this woman?
7: I said I didn't and I didn't.
0: Well, I do. And how did she get in touch with you? Oh, I don't
7: know. We started talking. Mm -hmm.
0: In this building?
7: Yeah, in the hall here. She said she needed money and she'd like to get Sunday work. Oh. Said her husband slept most of Sunday, so she wouldn't feel bad about leaving the kids. Kids? Well, she had two of them. Mm -hmm. You remember her name, Agnes? She never told me. Now, Agnes, think... Did you tell her whose apartment you cleaned on Sunday? Well, I think so, must have. Was it the woman whose picture we just showed you, Agnes? Well, now, miss, I told you I never saw that woman before. This one was different. How? Well, not so young or pretty, and her hair was lighter, too. Oh, okay. blonde? Oh, sandy color, like, but... I
0: see. And she has a husband and two
7: children. Well, that's what she said. Did she, um, uh, was she well dressed? Oh, no. Her stocking had a darn, I remember, and she looked like she could use work. Mm-hmm. How big was she? Oh, I don't know, maybe my size. Big enough to handle the job, and she said she needed extra money to have her boy's teeth straightened.
3: Oh, she told you that? Well,
7: sure. There wasn't anything wrong with our deal. I wanted to stay home Sundays, and she needed work, and as long as she lived just a few blocks away, uh-huh. well... Well, I figured, why not?
5: But Mrs. Power doesn't know, can't hurt her. Oh, Agnes! Someone coming down the hall, Chief. we better stop the elevator. All right. Why, I do believe it's Mr. Nathan.
3: Well, Miss Whitlock...
5: Well, how clever of you to remember me, Mr. Mason, after our so brief meeting. Well,
3: you remembered my name.
5: Oh, but I'm not a celebrated criminal lawyer. Oh, you're just as celebrated in your own way. Oh?
3: My secretary, Miss Freed.
5: Yes, isn't I suppose there's no need to ask what you're doing in this building, Mr. Mason. That is, if the papers tell the truth, that you're defending the woman who murdered poor Mr. Peel.
0: I'm
7: defending a young woman who did not murder Mr. Peel, Miss Whitlock. Uh, Of course. I'm afraid I put that rather stupidly.
5: So now you're going about the halls looking for clues.
7: Well, from the looks
0: of things, I don't think there are any left.
5: Oh, you mean because of the maid? <laughs> well, judging by
7: the way she cleans my apartment, I'm sure the clues are still here. Hmm.
5: May I ask the name of your client?
7: Well, the police will release her name in time. Oh, oh
0: I
5: see. Well, it must be fascinating work, getting up in the asking questions. I almost wish I were the murderess, just so I can have you to defend me nice to see you again, Mr. Mason. And I do wish you luck. Oh,
0: thank you.
5: Huh? What, Bella? I suppose I should just jump in the ash can. For what? Platinum mink.
0: Bella, what a nasty thing to say about another woman. I'm talking about her coat.
5: Oh. Honestly, it makes mine look like alley cats. And when you think of a woman like Martha Smith, just an ordinary working girl beating herself to death to pay off blackmail, while a woman like Alan Whitlock, the notorious Alan Whitlock, just drips platinum mink, well, I could... Oh, let's get out of here before I start getting sore at life.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Dean Martin. Thank you.